Welcome to the Barman and Bevo podcast, episode 34. Nice. Um, or was Joe splitting it in two? Is this 35? I did it as 33, part one and part two okay. of the Joe Vandura Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have a picture of Joe riding the big white thing over the like never-ending story? Oh my God, that would be amazing, <laughs> Joe. Joe in the in the Babe Ruth yes, jer- jersey, uh, holding on to the back of the that would be the scalp of it. Was that a dog? It was a flying dog. <laughs> it I was a dog, right? Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> um, all right, so let's let's start off with the podcast. Talk about the podcast real quick. Um, as of five minutes ago, when I checked our uh, web page, we were officially at one thousand twenty-five downloads. Wow. In just under, just short of a year by four days. Congratulations. Congrats. Well done. If only we would have started this when I first started talking about it. Now, if we could just reach 1,100 by the end of next year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I put a note on on Facebook on uh, Sunday, and I can't can't say it enough to, will you, for. Twisting my arm and doing this, <laughs> um, but to, to everybody that listens and you know everybody that kind of supports us from Todd at Reality Bikes for letting us record there, and you know Scott Patton for listening, number and, one fan, um, for well, listening. Do we have you know, a number one fan? Number one fan is that what we call him? He, he's got to change. I know you're listening, Scott. So you need to change like your Facebook or your Twitter handle. <laughs> 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 Come up with like a fake. Uh, or not a fake, but a, a, a number one Barman and Bevo podcast fan <laughs> as your Twitter handle. That would be hilarious. Um, but, but you know, Scott Patton was our first guest. Mark Cavalli and Jeffrey Taylor were our second and third guests in the same episode. Um, it's John, good to see Mark uh, at St. Paddy's. Yeah, that's the first time I've seen him at St. Paddy's in probably 15 years. Wow. Um, you know, John Croom for joining us. Um we interviewed him a couple weeks ago, and um, he that one should have been a two parter too. That was my mistake. Well, that, well, we were well. He, I believe he was our first guest besides Scott, who we physically had on. That was the first time we tried to do a call in. Yeah, and there was just so much stuff we had, just like Joe. Yeah, you know, it's hard to put a time. It's hard to put a time on how long it takes to talk about. Well, and it would have been stories. tough to find a place to cut it off and restart it. No, I but, thought it was the right thing to do. But, um, you know, and then, of course, to my dad, who joined us uh, St. Patrick's Day late, and Maggie, or Bunny, and uh, Andrew, for helping out with that. Reality. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, ch- live checking stats. Uh, Andrew, you've got a job anytime you're in Atlanta on the podcast to check stats in the background. Um, and, you know, but, but everybody who listens and, and everybody in the community, you know, especially the cycling community, you know, I know we know Annunziata listens cause we give them crap all the time. And, um, a lot of the guys, that, sometimes too much crap. Too, yeah. And we got to have them on soon. So, yes. um, and, um, who's that? Steve Hill. Steve Hill. We got to get him the, on yeah, as well. Yeah. We're dying to get him on. But, but, you know, 
And for, we have to finish the wing challenge. I was going to bring that up as well. <laughs> um, but to everybody who who listens, thank you. Um, you know, what Mike and I try to do is, you know, we, we try to make this show like if, if Mike and I were sitting in a bar hanging out. And, and just so you know, tonight we're up in the man cave. We're watching the U.S. men's. What? Almarone's playing for Paraguay. Oh, really? Yeah. What the heck is he doing down there? Uh, we're watching the UN's, U.S. men's national team, and we're watching the Penguins uh, Red Wings game. Bobby Wood's back from Germany. That's good. It's just a friendly, isn't it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think this is a tune-up for them for the World Cup. <laughs> for Paraguay? For Paraguay, yeah. Um, but, you know, thanks for listening. Um, you know, we're, we, we're constantly discussing how we can make the show better for um, – the people that listen and to you know for us to get together and do this it's just enjoyable it's uh it's been life changing it's well it's, it's really really nice knowing if we come into the podcast it's just it's a very it puts a smile on my face and and i really enjoy coming and just spending some time time with you yeah well i mean the, the funny thing is and i think we might have talked about this a few times if we didn't have this podcast we'd probably see each other maybe once a month if we were lucky yeah. um well, like my family, I think we've talked about this a few times. We'll go and we'll see each other for two weeks, six right. days, yeah, and then and then we'll go a couple of months uh, just where things don't work out. Um, well, your life kind of changed when you moved to coming, yeah, um, and so that kind of freed up <clears throat> freed up some of the time that I have after after work, um, and for easy for you to come to the shop. Uh, reality bikes and, and and hang out and do a podcast and kind of talk about the things so that we talk about. You know, I think, um, like I said, we're always trying to tweak this thing and make it um, more enjoyable for the fans. Um, we did have our highest download for Joe One. Yeah, Goal. the Red Wings are awful. They are bad. Boom! <laughs> the return of the red light. <laughs> um, you know, we did we did get uh, I think one of our higher downloaded episodes, but it, it reached a broader audience. Um, well, that's the idea, right? You know, you know, when we started this project, most most people had or like a late night TV show, uh, 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 the Tonight Show or Letterman or all those shows. The reason. Yeah. The reason they have guests on those shows is to bring in a different audience to the show each each night, and their people try to get a a, a large, a different group each each week, each night, each month, right. and to grow their 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 <clears throat> their uh, viewership, and that's just like restaurants, just like everything else we've done in life. You start and you have a few people that come in and then they tell a few people and then they tell a few people. Right. And yeah, when we have Joe on that, that's a certain segment that, that other of our friends might not. But we got be, good feedback from those guys. Like Chris, Chris said it might it was not great. Be the thing, yeah. It might not be the, it might not be the thing that they were, that they were anticipating, but once they hear it and they start having a good time and they enjoy the stories, it's definitely something that's worthwhile. So, um, well, I know, Chris listened to it, and he, he told you that he yes. thought it was like being back home. And I knew that was going to happen. I, I I was gave Chris kind of a heads up. You know, Joe lived in in um, on the Jersey side of Philadelphia for a long time. 
uh, and uh, some of the stories are uh, eagles and giants and 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 uh, Chris's Chris's stories are awesome about his uncles. Um, oh, I'm sure. And yeah, and he's he has a lot of a lot of similar a lot of similar things that that happen through through his life that would be similar to Joe. And, and then and then to find out Scott has family from near yes. Buffalo and, <laughs> and um, I can't remember what he said. He's got family in Elma, which is near my dad's home down in Silver Creek. Right. But he had um, what was the other thing he said? Uh, didn't he live in Jersey for a while? He lived in Voorhees, which yes. is the same place I lived. Yes. That was the other thing, which is hilarious. I mean, it's so funny to have known known Scott yes. from kind of a distance for the four years prior to this podcast. Yes. You know, having run into him at the track and stuff. And then to get to know him a lot better this year, having having him on the show, having him be a fan and having, you know, talking with him on, on Facebook Messenger and, and you know, Offering help to him as he's starting right. their, their their Fat Guys No More podcast. It's Battle um, of the Bulge. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, it, it's it's pretty neat to have that. And then, you know, I've got friends like Brian Fay in, in North Carolina who knows my dad. Yeah. Who's like, God, if you, if you two could live with each other. <laughs> this podcast is amazing. It's just a matter of time when the two of you want to kill each other. <laughs> You know, he said that – he texted me that on Sunday before the fantasy baseball draft. And then, you know, some other people from Buffalo that listen and um, family members and stuff listening and saying this this is just the greatest. Conley yeah. saying, God, that first hour is just absolutely hysterical. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, we hope to have him on again because there's, there's stories that I thought of after the fact yeah. that we didn't talk about um, – and there were people that texted me and said, hey, how come you didn't ha- have him tell this story? And I'm like, oh, God. You know, it's, so, it's a rabbit hole. Yeah, it, it is. And, <laughs> and the best part is like there's so many different stories that we didn't touch base on. Like him coaching baseball was amazing. That's awesome. Um, I, loved, I loved what he was talking about. Coaching uh, soccer. Coaching soccer. And, and, uh, and uh, that's, that's fantastic. I, I always uh, – uh, you know, the – the times that I've uh, traveled with you to visit your family, I've always had a fantastic time. And then, uh, obviously, at your wedding, we had a great time uh, with your with your family. So it's uh, that was w- when we talked about why we were doing the podcast in those first couple episodes, sharing our stories. Share you have another generation now. I have another generation, mm-hmm. and just just so those folks have just so those folks have an opportunity. And who knows when, where, or why, or whether these podcasts someday will be kind of like uh, going in your grandparents' attic when you used to find stuff and ask your grandparents about. You know, <clears throat> maybe these podcasts someday will be Violet will ask you about <laughs> about oh, why God. you like <laughs> Uncle <whoa>. Barman. <laughs> <laughs> but why? Well, going through why you like the teams that you do and what what teams your dad roots for, your dad, his her grandfather roots for. So, so the running joke from that podcast now <laughs> on on the group text with my sister and Andrew was: I've got audio evidence that my father changes his underwear more times than me. He was a Browns fan, and now he's a Bills fan. And I've changed. I, I texted on Sunday. I've made that my ringtone. Dad admitting he was a Browns fan. <laughs> So, because he gives me heck about you know rooting for the Pirates well, and then, he made then a very the great case for being a Browns fan, listening to the game sure. in the afternoon. Jim Brown, probably the greatest football player ever. Yeah. Um, well, and, and it was uh, before the Bills. Yeah. Exactly. I know I, I'm all around playing in this game. 
It's up in Cary, North Carolina. I was going to ask you where it was. Yeah, it's up it in looks North Carolina. Small. Yeah, it looks like it looks the, like a high school football. Field. I bet it's the um, like the semi-pro or the women's the U- team there. Is it USFL? US and NPSL? NPSL? Is that what? The, I think so. That was the one that um, U.S. Soccer turned down to try to be Division Two. Yeah, and have it be a feeder. Well, there's like three now. Yeah, something's going on. The politics on that is uh, pretty. Looks like the field's in pretty good shape. So it looks a little damp. Yeah, well, I mean that does, but the field doesn't look awful. It looks like it's already chewed up down here in the bottom. Yeah, well, that's the closest to the TV. All right, uh, so let's dive into the cycling portion of the podcast. Um, do you want to start with the Tour of Flanders? Well, that's the, coming the, up. That's this weekend. Or do you want to talk about the, a recap of uh, the Volta Ciclista a Catalan, Catalunya? Oh, that was near as good as Milan San Remo and Genwegum. Oh, well, let's talk about those then. Well, uh, Nibali won. Yes. Nibali won Milan San Remo in a, and on an Did he, like, destroy the, the, no, the he field? No, he attacked on the... He attacked on the Poggio, had 11 seconds over the top, went down the mountain, and then held off Caleb Ewing, Ewing um, with about two seconds to spare. And he came across the line like a champ. He he soft-pedaled and straightened his jersey out and then did the two-hand salute. And the pictures of him coming across the line have him in the victory salute. And the sprinters just going all out trying to get him behind him. Is that did did um, was Cavendish in that race or was it another race? Ca- that that was the race that Cavendish hit the yellow uh, barrier. It it looked like a safe. Uh, a safety how bed. they put the plastic around mm-hmm. uh, before concrete. So if you if your vehicle hits it, right? It, he was trying to cross the middle of the road and. Just got he, he just pile drove into a plastic barrier, flipped straight over two both feet at the same time, went over. He ended up fracturing a rib and having some, but he was out, he was he was lights out in the middle of the road for wow. about 30 seconds. I saw he said he's gonna race in the six day Great Britain race or something come up in October. Uh, that that's would a be, big thing that would for be him. next year, yeah. Well, he gets a start contract. Uh, gotcha. For that, so he uh, he announces that he was going to do the Commonwealth Games and race for the Isle of Man. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, with the injuries that didn't allow him to do that. Um. So, uh, San Remo. What was it? What was the name of the race? It's it's Milan Mel- to San San Remo. They start a little bit south there. It's so Nibley won that. Um, Nibley won that. It's it's a very long race. It usually takes over seven hours. It's over 170 miles. It's like 170 wow. miles, and it used to be. Um, it's it's rather flat and it's very long, <clears throat> and it used to reward the people who did their winter training really well and were ready to race. Um, with the inter- internationalization of cycling um, and having uh, uh, the south. The South of the Equator folks, uh, Australia, New Zealand, uh, South America, Colombia, mm-hmm. South America. It's kind of changed a little bit where it's kind of the end of some of those people's seasons because right. they've been they've been in Chinese their in their home country training really well in in the winter and then and then and then racing in San Remo and possibly a couple of other 
events over the next couple of weeks when, when, like you mentioned, Jura Flanders in some of the Cobble Classics. And then they'll take a break before they start into the Grand Tour season where they might do a Giro or a Tour de France or a Volta, depending on what their do, team Do you want to recap Perry-Roubaix? Perry-Roubaix isn't yet. That's yeah, the week after Flanders. Perry-Nice? Is that right down Roubaix instead of Nice? Uh, nice, uh, nice would be coming up. Uh, I've Catalina got just happened. Harry Roubaix, Van Avermaet one. That was last year. Oh, why was it? No, it was on Cycling News. This event is over. Uh-huh. Perry Roubaix is so the Tour of Flanders is usually Masters weekend, right? And then and or yeah, you, you, Flanders is first, and then Roubaix is seven days later. I'm just checking to make sure because I'm pretty sure, but. Yes, uh, Van Avermaet is the defending champion of Paris-Roubaix. Oh, you know what it was? I saw an article that said... <laughs> you're right. I saw an article that said, see Van Avermaet's bike from his win at Paris-Roubaix. It must have been last year's bike. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and that was before... or He was Olympic champion, and so it, mm-hmm. usually most of his bikes have some sort of gold. What was the other race you wanted to talk about? Well, again, Wang um, uh, Sagan just won. He outsprinted. Barrier Bibiani. Bay is April 9th. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Well, uh, Sagan outsprinted Viviani, and Viviani started crying on the side of the road. On what he race? He was very upset. Ken Wagegum. <laughs> Let's talk about your Facebook post last week. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> <laughs> the, the team manager in the car. <laughs> my favorite. My favorite comment. Came a couple, a couple days later from Franklin. Yes. <laughs> We're talking about guys in Lycra <laughs> asking for hot drinks from a guy yelling that at, that at them in a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like the guy said, this sport sucks. Get up, get up there and do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, this classic barman. Uh, that's, that's barman on the line in the kitchen. That's pretty similar to exactly <laughs> – that's pretty – that's pretty odd, uh, or very similar to how I was taught managing restaurants. Yep. That's very, yep. <clears throat> the um, you know, get over yourself. Is that how you pour a beer? Is that how you pour a beer? <laughs> you critique me one more time, and I'm, I'm out of here. What was that kid's name that you were with, Scott? No, it was... Uh, really tall. Skinny. Dan. Dan. I don't remember Dan's last good name. Guy. He was a good guy. Um, what about, uh, let's talk Tour of Flanders preview. Tour of Flanders coming up. Great one day race. Uh, it, it looks uh, like there's a race the day before it that it seems like it's two different races, well, but they lead into each other. Well, they're all in the same area of the Western side of Belgium. They go to the Eastern side as Hillier. And that's where Amstel Gold, or that's um, that's uh, that's where Liège, uh, Bastogne Liège, and uh, Flesh Wallon um, happen. So Tour of Flanders is kind of it, it's it's really kind of the 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 Belgian the West Belgian style that is their race. It uh, they do quite a few races over the same hills and areas that they'll do. For Tour of Flanders, but Tour of Flanders is longer. Mm-hmm. Tour of Flanders is usually almost three hundred or two hundred eighty kilometers, or, or two hundred ninety kilometers, and 
it covers it covers some of the most famous hills um, that that that's they that aren't they aren't really yeah, so steep and they climbs. aren't very long. Um, they're they're what they call mirrors, and usually they're about a kilometer or a kilometer and a half long, and they're very steep, and a lot of them are cobbled. Oh, and so so if it's raining, they're screwed. Yes, and there's makes for a hard day. Yes, yes, and the idea being that if you grow up in that area and you know the roads and you know the potholes and you know you know what's going on, you have an advantage over someone who comes from another part of either Belgium or France or or that. But you end up racing over those roads for so long that it's, uh, it's, um, really the roads have been the same for 40 or 50 years. They've been covering the same hills and the same climbs and the same. So the race doesn't change much from year to year. They have changed it, um, year to year, year to year. And they did move the finish around some, uh, now they actually take in, um, they do a rather large laps. They're almost 30 mile laps, I believe. Uh, so they have VIP areas on some of the climbs where you, you don't just see the riders once you'll actually get to see the riders two two times usually in the evening. So they have the, the, the TVs there where you're watching the race and then the caravan, uh, the, the pre-caravan comes through that has the sponsors, the sponsor cars. People are throwing out items and giveaways and, and stuff. And then that usually comes through twice. And then, so while I was prepping for the show, I was, I came, I remember that. So I was doing the cycling stuff and saw that tour of Flanders was this weekend. And I was thinking we should incorporate the tour of Flanders flag into our logo, but reverse it out. So the background's black and the lion is yellow. Wow. How cool would that be? That would be pretty cool. The if, if I could put him on the bike, that'd be even better. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. But um, I'll see if I can work on that this weekend. Well, that'd be awesome. Because <laughs> I thought how perfect that's like the perfect, you know, like you, you, you watch the Tour de France, you watch some of these different uh, classics races or t- grand tours and you know, you'll you'll be in the south of France, and you'll see the Basque flags out, right. or you'll see you'll be in the um, what was the other one that I saw in the tour of Spain? There's another region in Spain where you saw their flags. The Basque, uh, no, other than that, there's another one. I can't remember what it was. Well, I think Catalonia. Is that, actually, I think it was. That's the one. Barcelona say. and that they they're trying to secede. Yeah. Um, also. Well, in, and then every once in a while, the, or every couple of years, the Tour de France goes near the. Border and you see the goes you see Spain. the you see the lion yeah the yep. flags out and I think that'd be kind of cool. It would be awesome. All right, I want to get to a couple things that that happened with uh, Lance this week. Lots oh, Lance, Lance Crackers, Lance. excuse me, Lance Crackers. There's lots of lots there's of Lance actually news lots of news. <laughs> nice. Um, I know you don't. So I listened to his podcast today. The stages? No, I didn't listen to stage. I listened to the forward. The forward, that's his own podcast. That's his podcast, Stages is the Stuff About the Racing. Okay. Um, does the name Tim Kennedy sound familiar? Mm, yeah. Why? He was the guest this week on Lance Armstrong's <laughs> podcast. Oh, really? Do you know how you know Tim Kennedy? No. You do know him. Oh, really? You watch him on TV. Really? Hunting Hitler. Oh! <laughs> The CIA 
He's the he, he's the or, big buff dude. Or he's the, he's uh, the one that was diving the the yes. submarine in the plane yeah, in, he was in, in Norway. Argentina. Yeah, and then actually he was the one that he's just the one who's climbing down the mountain yeah. when they found the water place. Or he did the power the, plant. Uh, remember when he did the beach crawl? Yes, like on the <laughs> yes. on the lake. It was so that was so bad. I, so he was a guest. They didn't talk about hunting Hitler at all. Oh really? They did, which I found surprising. That's why I kind of wanted I wanted to see if Lance brought it up, but he didn't. Um, what did they talk about? So he's an ex Green Beret. They talked a little bit about. I think it was just Army Ranger. No, he's Green Beret. Oh, really? Yeah. He was one or the other. Okay. Because he talked about both. Um, He was ex Special Forces. I know that much. They talked a little bit about the Parkland shooting. They talked about his fitness regime. Yeah, they talked. Well, I mean, you've got a guy who's in the military. I think I think that's what Lance pretty much covers is is more fitness. Yeah, they weren't. They, they did like is, a, a CrossFit type workout before they did the episode. But that, but I think that's what his podcast is pretty much about: is the fitness side of of who he is. Um, he doesn't really. A couple talk times about I him. listened to it. It depends on the guests. I mean, so, well, yeah, George. They did an episode with George at the Twenty Four Hours of Pueblo, but that was stages. Was it? Yeah. See, last year they did that as the forward. Gotcha. Um, I didn't listen to the, the, the that episode because I listened to it I the year before. To it and it was, I had to turn it off. It was yeah. It, it's just it, them. It, yeah. Um. All right. The other two other stories. So apparently he's not going to the tour of Flanders now right. for that appearance. Did you see they were charging uh, two hundred fifty euros um, for what uh, tickets? It's a fundraiser. Oh, it's a fundraiser type event. Uh, that that they were hosting, and that and so anyone who wants a refund can get one, and then they have some sort of national coach. Um, the other interesting news was he put his house up for sale. Well, he's about to finish. Um, he goes to court May seventh. He's got a lot of they start. To. Well, if he put his house up for sale, that probably means that something isn't going the way that he. Well, it looks like he put it up for sale last year as well. And is he dropped the, the price $750,000. Is this the larger Austin house? Yes, it's a six-bedroom man, six mansion. He um, yeah, apparently it listed last year. It was on the market for six months. It was about eight eight point two five, I think it was. And now he's got it listed for 7.75. Well, you got to do something. Do you need me to pop that for you? No, I was trying not to spill it all over your couch. No, you spell it on my couch. <laughs> um, Shoot. Let me get it. Yeah, no worries. Well, your laptop's right there. I was getting nervous. I've got a cover on the keyboard. Mm, I hope I just don't cut myself. Me too. Wow. That's how Thank it's you. done, Barman. Now I'm going to pour a shit beer for you. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, um, I thought that house already sold. I know he's tried. It popped. Uh, it was one in, of the first stories in, that popped up on my in, flipboard in today. In the past, um, I have to assume he's probably going to settle. Yeah, just because it makes more sense, right? Business wise, and he's dragged it out as as long as he possibly could. Um. All right. So any. Any upcoming events that you need to promote for Georgia Tech, for Dick Lane Velodrome, for anybody? Uh, actually, um, next Monday, the day after Easter, we are doing the barbecue challenge at the Spindle. 
Where's in, that? Uh, in Atlanta, right near where the Beltline is. Okay. Uh, you can go to www.eptc.co. Uh, we've got the flyer posted there. There's a Facebook event for it for the East Point Track Club. Okay. And um, you're listed as one of the judges. I knew it was, you probably couldn't make it down. Next Monday. Yeah. Uh, Anusiata, Judge Anusiata is on there. I can, Judge Ronnie Bradshaw. Well, if you give me a heads up, I can probably do it. I just need I to know. I think I might have mentioned it, but or you might have been in the throes of St. Patrick's uh, Day. St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> and so I didn't want to throw anything on, on, on your plate. So, uh, so it's a fundraiser for the East Point Track Club. It helps us... Uh, Send athletes to other velodromes, uh, Detroit, uh, our Indianapolis trip. Uh, unfortunately, our Florida trip got canceled. Uh, we are planning on going to Rock Hill, uh, South Carolina, one Friday a month and do some Madison class and nice. some, other, some other support there. That's track. not that far away. It's what, maybe two hours, hour uh, and a half? No, it ends up being three and a half. Really? Because you have to go, you know, you go, um, uh, you have to go through York. So you end up, up. Is it Rock Hill just on the other side of the? It's just south of Charlotte, like it's just south of Pineville. Oh, yeah. I thought it was just on the other side of the border. No, um, you have to go. The signs are there, and then you got to cut you, around. Don't you, you have to cut through. You actually have to go through Spartanburg. Gotcha. And then, and then you cut through um, York, and it ends up being about three and a half hours, which isn't bad. That's not uh, terrible. Right, unless it rains. And then yeah, then it's a waste of the trip. Yeah, um, uh, but it's a fundraiser for that, and and, and that's next Monday that's at next Monday the Spindle. At the Spindle, make sure you share that on our Facebook page. I will. Okay, what and else? Ru- Rudy Kiefer is the my uh, chef challenge. Um, He's challenging you. Well, we challenge each other. So you need me to go there and vote for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're welcome to vote. So usually when we do the plate. Some of the items are mine, and some of the okay. items are Rudy's, and then that's how we had Chris judge. Um, and we didn't, we usually don't tell who who did what, um, but if you know me pretty well, you know... I don't know you, that I've ever had your barbecue. Um, but you know my food. You know my style. I'm um, I'm kind of like a U2 song. I'm super simple, and and let the, let the, let the ingredients kind of do the work with properly seasoned and properly prepared. Is there going to be cornbread? Uh, jalapeno cornbread. I was going to do jalapeno. I'll be there. <laughs> I was going to do some jalapeno quarter. You want to um, get Bevo to cheddar. judge anything? Make sure there's cornbread. <laughs> He'll be there. Um, anything else, Georgia um, Tech tr- racing wise or Dick? Uh, not much Georgia Tech right now. Uh, they're uh, they're on spring break. Uh, okay. Track season does start at the DLV. Um, August, May fourth and fifth. Uh, uh, well, that is the Kieran. Yep. That's our larger race. John Crum's coming to town. Woohoo! Uh, with his wife Casey. Nice. Um, so they'll they'll be down, and uh, we'd love to have you out announcing. Yeah, definitely. Helping. I'll be there. And um, I'm too good for the kitchen actually, now. I can't work uh, in the kitchen anymore. He asked me if you wanted to come down a couple Wednesdays this year and do some announcing. Sure. On Wednesday, on Wednesday nights. The only thing that's gonna. Um, we, uh, we, we know you have a new family, so we're not asking you to do anything. Oh, no. out. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that's going to hinder that is the Stanley Cup playoffs. Okay. <laughs> well, it was for all summer. All yeah, 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 yeah. I want uh, because he's working on the live stream that we do at sure. the DLV. I'll be more than happy um, to. The Dick Lane Velodrome has its own YouTube channel. Uh, so it's not the easiest to find sometimes. Uh, yes. But Pete has worked super hard on 
has wired up the, the facility nice. <laughs> it's pretty. It's, it's, it's pretty, pretty impressive neat. how he's done it. <laughs> it's pretty neat, and um, uh, so we've been. There's some act act. There's quite a few groups that are looking to uh, maybe uh, increase the spectators' opportunities on Wednesday nights. Um, so. Obviously, obviously, you wouldn't want to come down every Wednesday, but yeah. but but we were just thinking maybe um, once a month or so or something that works out for you. And we we do we rotate our weekly racing schedule, so we thought maybe we could have you try to come for the same race night, whether it's yeah. Madison night or marathon night, sure, um, or wheel race night, and that way you could get a little bit more comfortable with the, who the riders are, sure, and, and that and. Um, Double barrel day. It was actually yes. <laughs> it was actually Pete's idea, so it wasn't it cool. wasn't mine. Um, well, we he must be listening to the podcast. He likes my chops. I don't. I, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like those sneaky Facebook friends you have that you don't think they're on Facebook paying attention, but then you'll have a conversation with like them, like me, and the, and they'll talk about something that they that you had no idea that they saw when you're on. When you're on Facebook, uh, it's, it's funny when I see somebody that I haven't seen in a while, but I see all their <laughs> Facebook posts. The, uh, and they're like, oh, I saw the – what's it? Like our friend Carrie who works for Samsung came yeah. out a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah, I saw your – how's Korea? And she's like, how did you remember I was in Korea? I'm like, Facebook. Because <laughs> I'm like the silent assassin on there. I only really like post for the podcast at this point. Well, like actually, pictures of Violet. Um, Michaela actually poured me my beer at Eden's Beach when I was down there on Sunday nice. afternoon. So that was bartender number one. And then um, I actually had my – First drink with my oldest daughter, Mackenzie. She had a cucumber margarita. It was pretty Sounds t- like it'd be pretty good. It was pretty tasty. She did. A, she works at Bonefish Grill, and so uh, she got off work. And Marshall and Mackenzie and I uh, had dinner. On That's good. Sunday you get to see everybody. Yeah. Well, Marshall's um, Marshall's being stationed in Japan for three years. Oh wow! Um, so he leaves. So you got a little bit of time off before he got to go. Or? Yeah, he's had the month off. Um, and then the Air Force packs him up, and then they uh, they go. And then was he and his him wife. and the wife are going good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Probably awesome. Part of the reason to get married. Um, do you have a prediction for Tour of Flanders? I wrote down three names. Well, you would probably well uh, Gilbert. Nope. Sagan. Yes. And Van Avermaet. I wrote down Sagan, Van Avermaet, and Nibali. You well. I don't think Nibley can. No, win. I just wrote it down because people. There was an article I saw. Yes. Can Nibley win Tour of the Flanders? Yes. Well, so I, I wrote think, down those three, but I didn't. I didn't like read into who some of the other big names are in that race, or right. Well, the so Tour of Flanders and Paris Roubaix are only seven days apart. Nice. Yes. So that this is prime. This is the prime Classics. time for that, and Nibley has realized that. He'd really like to. Gilbert is in the same boat. He'd really like to add, like not necessarily game. more grand grand tours. And not game. that he wouldn't want to win the Tour de France, right. but he'd like to add to his resume because Chris Froome makes it so easy to show that you're a better racer than him. Because the only time Chris Froome really wins stuff is when his whole team is dedicated to him, and and he is only winning two races a year or two state right. races a year where. Nibley, I feel, is a much better bike racer. Can go out and can win a couple different Liege, Bastogne, Liege, or well, he uh, rides Liberty. more. He races more. Yeah. He has a more regular schedule. Um, 
the World Championships will be in Inverness, Austria, or um, Switzerland. I think it's Switzerland. And it's very hilly. So Nibali is a. Uh, it's awesome. been it's been over. I believe ten years since the Italians have won a World Championship. Hmm. And so, as a country that's uh, very disappointed for for Italy, sure. Um, let's move into soccer. We're watching the soccer match zero zero twenty five minutes in. Uh, Atlanta United. The last time we talked about Atlanta United, they're coming off a four nothing loss. Since then, they, they won three games. They've had two games. They had a bye this week. That's probably why what's his name is playing in this game. Oh, Almiron, because they play Saturday in Minnesota, I think. Oh, cool. So that's right. game two, uh, they win. They beat DC United three to one. Yeah. Mister um, No Clean Sheet didn't get a clean sheet again. Uh, <clears throat> finally, much better than he did in the first game. Following week, St. Patrick's Day, we had yes. the game on for about five minutes. <laughs> um, before Joe turned it off before Joe got mad that I turned off basketball <laughs> we get a red card in the first five minutes of the game Atlanta United wins 4-1 to one. Martinez scores three goals Yes, uh, right. his fifth hat trick as a professional in the MLS isn't he only like 21 years old 20 years old 22 is he, is he, I don't think he's that old he's 21-22 or 23 um, by the way just of note the most amount of hat tricks in, in MLS is six. He's one off Whoa. pace in his wow. second season. <laughs> wow. Um, and I got to tell you, as a, as a fan of this guy, you know, he's, he's a bit of a quirky guy on the field. Um, very emotional. Um, oh, 24 years old. From, uh, Venezuelan. But that guy, after the game, I must have seen 10 minutes of footage of him posing for pictures oh, really? in the crowd, oh, really? signing autographs. Good Every man. time they cut to commercial, they come back, and he's still in the crowd signing autographs. Is he good enough to go to Premier League? Um, I would not be surprised if a few European clubs try and snatch him up. I don't think he'd Oh, leave. you know what? He played for AC Milan. I don't think he'd leave, I don't think he'd leave the MS, uh, MLS now. Unless it was for Premier League, I think he'd be better off in the in in Spain. Oh, really? But th- here's the thing: we're listening to that game, so I watched the game on Sunday, right? Because um, I taped, I recorded it. Fluten in Italian as well, because he played in Italy for two years. Oh, wow! With AC Milan, good for him. So, you How's know, his English. I don't know that he speaks English. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, you know, Atlanta's the perfect city for him because there's so many, right. you know, with the huge Hispanic population, mostly Mexican, um, there's a good chunk of Venezuelans here as well. So, I mean, he's got to feel relatively at home. Right. Um, so we, we got Minnesota on Saturday. Um, I'm not sure. They were awful last year, if I remember correctly. I don't know how they look this year, though. Minnesota? Yeah. Did did you see um, Zoltan Ibrahimovic signed with the LA Galaxy? I did see that. Did uh, Did you happen to chat? Did he with, take out? Did he take out like a page? That's what I was going with. This. So Brian the Conley, LA Times or something. Brian Conley, I think, called me Sunday or Monday. He goes, "Did you see Ibrahimovic signed with?" Uh, oh no, I saw him at the Auto Show Friday night. 
He goes, did you see Ibrahimovic signed with LA Galaxy? I go, no. He goes, he took out a one-page ad. I go, okay. He goes, it said, dear dear Los Angeles, you're welcome. <laughs> and the, the rest of the page was empty. And then at the bottom, I had the LA Galaxy and his signature on the, on the bottom of the thing. Yes. How great is that? That's great. It's pretty amazing. Um, do you think the U.S. even competes in this game? I think Paraguay sent their, their A team or their B team. Well, they have to be getting ready for the World Cup, right? Mm-hmm. How many months are they away? Three, four, four. It's in four, July. Four months away. Yeah, they they'd have to be they'd have to be playing pretty serious. Um, traditionally they give us fits. Well, they're <laughs> typically the second or third best team in South America, right? And so they usually they control the ball, yeah. they keep it away from us. We have no. They play the beautiful game. Yeah. Michael Bradley looks uh, lost there? in the middle. No, Thanks. but that's how Paraguay usually does. That's how they usually do them. Um, here's what I have left. The NFL in some of the crazy cuts and trades that happened <laughs> last week. Because um, so we haven't recorded really in about two weeks. Right. That's um, true. So there's a little bit of stuff to catch up on. Let, let's talk about that. Did Atlanta make any moves? No, they signed a couple guys. Cap, they don't have enough cap room. Um, Did you see the story about Sue today? Well, I think he's with the Rams. He signed for the Well, Rams. if he signed with the Rams, he did it today. Yeah, I believe so, so. Story came out that the Jets were negotiating with him. And stopped. And stopped as soon as he started tweeting about the negotiations. Yes. And just said, no, we're done with you. Yes. Um, I think he did. I think he signed with the Rams today. Uh. Jordy Nelson getting cut from the Packers. Well, that was a that was a money move. Yeah, I think the he signed move, with the Raiders, right? He signed with the Raiders. Uh, ten million over, ten million guaranteed for two years. But the, the Packers offered him like a million. <laughs> Is that all they had? No, because then then they went out and signed Jimmy Graham. Oh, that's right. They did. They just wanted to go a different direction. Well, it's new GM, new right. You know, um, I'm sure that there was about to be a riot in Green Bay when they heard that thing because <laughs> the people there love him. Yes, because they think they think he's like one of them. Yes, you know, um, but he's not from. He's from or Kansas or Oklahoma or something like right. that. Um, yeah, the Rams did sign Sue. Or some of the other big like – the Jets made a huge trade to get the number three pick. They trade away like their whole draft. No, the, well, the top end of their draft, which means that they want one of the three quarterbacks or – Right. The, they're going for Sam Rosen or they're going for and, – And there's talk that they might actually move up one more. They're going for what's, – what's his name out of Oklahoma? Uh, to, to swap. So either they might not move up, they might trade. Right. Um, and um, But that's interesting. <laughs> How about the Bills? <laughs> they trade away Tyrod Taylor. They traded away somebody else. They traded the Tyrod Taylor to the Browns. Right. We talked about this last time. Yes. Because I asked you, are the Browns a playoff team now? And you, you're, you're firmly on board with the, this move now. Yes. 
You thought they were a playoff team before they made that move. Then they made that move. No, you could tell that they had all. They that, were moving in the right they direction. They had all that draft capital, and they had all the everything that they needed to to, to show that that. And uh, and now they have a quarterback that if they it stays healthy, so the, can go nine and seven, or possibly even ten and six. And honestly, I don't think the NFL or AFC North is Steelers is really all that tough. I don't it's think not, the Steelers are even that good. Uh, but you got to think if you look at those teams that the Bengals, you, you know what you're getting with them. They stink. Yes. They, they're not as long as Marvin Lewis is their coach, they stink. Yes. Um, the the uh, the Ravens got old. Yes. And they haven't really recovered from it, and they they're overpaying their quarterback. Yes. And then you've got the Browns, you know, who didn't win any games last year, but they could win ten. Right. Um, especially, and I think Josh Gordon might have left, though. I think he might have signed somewhere else. <coughs> True. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, the Bills now have no quarterback. <laughs> they signed AJ McCarron. Well, that's fine. They'll be fine with that. I don't know. They obviously wanted to go more to a traditional quarterback system. Well, I think they're going to try and draft somebody mm-hmm. and try and 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 get them ready to go. What pick for, do they have? I want to say they're up to six now. Oh, really? Um, they were looked like they were trying to move up, and they couldn't. Right. Um, but it was, you know, of course, all this happens. They trade. They trade away Tyrod Taylor. They go after um, what's his name from Washington, who's now with the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, the, uh, Kirk Cousins. They go after Cousins. Then the rumor is they're going after Bradford. Then Bradford signs with Arizona. Yes. <laughs> then the rumor that they're going to go after Teddy Bridgewater. I'm like, why would you even bother? I don't know either. That's really and like awful. every every free agent quarterback that comes up is, and then he signs somewhere else. It's yes. unbelievable. Um, was there any other things stories from the NFL? Oh, what about the the wide receiver from the Bills getting caught naked in the hotel room? Did you see that one? What was he doing? He was on something. Oh. And he had his brother's blood all over him. <laughs> Beardos. Yeah. He was running around the hotel naked. It was like Beardos. a scene out of Borat. <laughs> <laughs> um, MLB opening day, Thursday. Gross. I know you're not excited. Not at all. Your Detroit Tigers, are they going to stink? Uh, Detroit might not be that bad. <laughs> they traded away Verlander. What are you talking about? Well, I think they got. I, well, the, I think they got a bunch of uh, younger players for him. Oh, yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um, any predictions on MLB? You got a World Series prediction for me? <laughs> Who am I going to take in the World Series? It we know. We know it's not going to be the cheating Braves. It's not going to be the cheating Braves. <laughs> have they been right? eliminated yet? Uh, <laughs> a couple more days. <laughs> I think they start. I think they start March thirtieth, and once they, once they see the, what they have, uh, they'll they'll go ahead and back up. I feel I feel bad for Chip Carey. It's going to be a long season. I'm sure he's jotting down notes of everything that he could talk about during the games when they get when it gets bad. Um, uh, I NL. Don't see the Astros winning. Again. So that's a, that's your AL team. Yeah, you, you think they're going to Cubs? Be Cubs Astros. Cubs Astros, that'd be good. I'm gonna be <laughs> my usual Homer self. <laughs> <laughs> you going with the Indians? They're gonna take Chief Wahoo to the promised land in his final year as their mascot. Are they? I believe so. 
Are they that good? I think they're getting the band back together. Are they really that good? I think so. Well, I don't think there's been much of a drop off. Right. Um, you know, they lost Carlos Santana, but they picked up uh, the first baseman from Seattle. They signed him. He's he had 28 home runs last year. Um, you know, they still got on Carson Encarnacion. They still got uh, Francisco Lindor. What about the Japanese player that went to the? Did he go to the uh, Angels? The Angels, and he batted point zero eight three for spring training. Yeah, but what was his ERA? Uh, I think it was just as bad in the other direction, like nine so, seven five. So I'm doing fantasy baseball for the first time in fifteen years. Did you did you did you draft him? I no, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> so the the key with him was you could play him as the pitcher or you could oh, play you, him in the field. Double, you, you couldn't, couldn't do both. Them. You could only play him as one or the other. Well, who was it with the Astros? It was Owens that used to be able to he he was I don't know if he was a starter, he might have been a long a long reliever, but he would hit four or five home runs a year as a pitcher. Oh. Who was that? Brett Owens. No, I think uh Roy Oswald. No, I think it was Owens. Maybe. Okay. There was a I remember there were a couple like there were a couple pitchers that could do that. Yeah. They were good. They could hit like 230. Yes. <laughs> Which is unheard yes. of for a pitcher. Yes, exactly. Um, we'll see. Where are we at on time? We're at 49. Wow. Um, what was I going to say? I don't remember. We'll move on. Um, NHL. We're watching the game. It's between the periods. It's 1 1. Six games left. Season started. Almost. The season started. Not quite. The jockeying has begun. Oh, has it? Yes. Um, I wrote down a couple things. Yeah. Nashville's already clinched a playoff spot. But the Lightning have it? The Lightning have not. I think they need some of the bottom end teams to, to lose. Oh, really? They're probably clinched in the next 48 hours. Um... So in the East, here are my favorites. Pittsburgh, Washington, Tampa Bay, Boston, and Toronto. In that order? No. <laughs> in that, If I were to give you an order, it would be Tampa Bay, Boston, Pittsburgh, Toronto, Washington. Right. And the only reason I put Washington at the bottom is because they've never gotten out of the second round, ever. How does that happen? They sold their soul to the devil. That's really wild. Um, in the West, I wrote down three teams, Nashville, Winnipeg, formerly known as the Atlanta Thrashers, yes. and the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Wow. I think you could have an expansion team in the finals. I don't think that's possible. You think they're, you, you, you firmly believe they're going to go get bumped in the first round. <laughs> well, maybe not, maybe not the first round, but. Hey, uh, if they win in the first round, that's a that's right. a it's just like Atlanta United getting into the playoffs. So that is a, a positive. It says both the Lightning and the Bruins are in the playoffs. Okay, so they have clinched. So they have X's. Okay. Yeah, um, and they have one hundred and six points. So it's eight eight teams per division. Yes. Right. So yeah, there there there'd be no win. The but they'll have to play each the other. The Devils on eighty six points. Is the eighth team in the in the? And they would play in that division. 
So the Devils, if, if the playoffs started today, the Devils would play Tampa. Right. And then the Bruins would play Columbus. No. The Bruins would play Toronto. You have to play out of your division. The eighth wild card team, or the eighth seed goes to the top seeded. Oh, really? Yes. So Pittsburgh plays Columbus. Boston or uh, Washington plays Philadelphia. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So Pittsburgh, remember last year, Pittsburgh yeah. was the three seed in the, in the Metro. Right. They played the number two seed. Then they played the number one seed for the playoffs. <laughs> That's why I told you, if they beat Washington, they got, they got the cup. Because then they played an inferior team, even though it went seven games, against right. Ottawa in the finals, in the, the Eastern Conference finals. And then they played Nashville, who was an eight seed. Well, the Florida Panthers could still get in there. Yeah, they're, they're right there. They're right there. Points. They're, and they're, they're streaking right now. They're playing really well. So they could bump Philly or they could bump Columbus because they both have the same amount of points. Or New Jersey. Right. Um, any predictions for the hockey? No, I like the lightning. We'll, we'll see you in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, right. <laughs> It'll be just like two years ago. Mm, I don't know. Pittsburgh's 11-2-2 two and two in their last 13, uh, 15 games. Yeah, but it's hard. It, I don't think they have the talent to repeat. I think they're deeper. Oh, Jesus. Okay. If you say so. Experience. Uh, yeah. That doesn't always work in hockey. Well, here's the one thing. They could get tired because they played a lot of hockey in the last two years. Right, exactly. And if if they lose, that's probably why. Yeah, I can see that. And and listen, they've won the last two Stanley Cups. I'm not going to be upset if they don't make it. You're not going to boo-hoo? I'll be. Are you going to take that racist flag down? I'm not. It's not racist. It's a cartoon (laughs) character. (laughs) Mike was pointing it to the Chief Wahoo flag in the corner <laughs> of the room. Well, whenever whenever Mike wears the Chief Wahoo hat, I forever. I, I just call him you racist. I'm gonna get was one he for outside? I'm gonna get one for Violet. Oh, <gasps> that's a penalty shot. That is a penalty shot. You knocked he hit him my over, hand? dude. What are you no, talking you about? Grabbed his leg. <laughs> I how does he, he know how to speak English? Talk, he just said, what do you do? You don't know what you're talking about. He said the exact same thing that I did. All right. Final subject of the evening. Are you Civil sure? War gold. I, uh, <laughs> Good, bad, or other? I've only seen the first episode. I tried to catch. Oh. I tried to watch some replays. Uh, oh, but I got Mike. involved with a Netflix. It is, no pun intended, a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> is it that bad? It's a janitor trying to convince Marty Lagina that there's treasure at the bottom of Lake Michigan. You tell me. <laughs> it's it's bad, right? It's not good. Wow. Well, is there it, gold down there? I don't know. I'll I'll say this. The story is interesting, but it's hard to follow this guy. The janitor. The janitor guy because of the speech Are they he had in Michigan now. Last week they were in Muskegon. That's where you're from, right? I was born. Yeah. They were in downtown Muskegon where the, the banks were. Wow. Um, the week before, they were on the beach outside of Muskegon. Yeah. Looking for the railroad tracks. along. There's a railroad tracks. They found them. Yeah. And there's an engine sunk into the beach, a, a tank engine. Wow. Well, he said he had his hand on it, but you never saw it because <laughs> the beach kept flooding. Really? Yeah. It was, it's... 
I'm just kind of waiting to see. Oh, the best part was they had safety deposit boxes last week, and they pick it up, and they they find one. And it's, oh, it's really heavy. They open it up. It's all the keys. Bobby Ooh. Wood on the penalty. All shot. the keys for That's the... all the keys for all the <laughs> the boxes. <laughs> so they thought they found like a thing full of gold, and it was all the keys for each box. Wow, <laughs> it was awesome. Is that New Jersey for them? The blue? Yeah, I've never seen that one with the blue light blue uh, stripes. I think. Oh, with the stripes, yeah. That's new. Yep. That's actually Nike finally actually came up with a good jersey. Um, I I I think they're going to get to the end of the season and. Um, How many more episodes? There's got to be like five, maybe. I think they get to the end of the season. They're not going to find anything, or they're going to find it. Who's going to find something first? Oak Island or it's them? The Civil War gold? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> well, the gold could be gone, too. There's no way they're going to find gold. The janitor guy is not going to find gold. Well, I think the gold's been spent. Yes. It's been funneled through the banks, and it's, it's already gone. Been, yeah, it's gone. It's already been found. I think it's just a... Uh, it's just a, uh, like, urban legend at this point. Uh, so, um... Did you have anything else you want to talk about? This is we're just short of an hour. That's pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, there's not not a lot going on right now with the the Hawks stink, so there's no point in talking about the NBA. No, yeah, exactly. The cheating Braves. The, that's not going to be a. That's not. Gonna, we're barely going to talk about baseball this year. No, we'll uh, talk. We'll, we'll talk. talk Atlanta United. Yeah. Well, I think we'll talk about baseball as. You know, if somebody goes on a 20-game win streak again or right. if, you know, you get somebody throws a perfect game, you know, something big. But for the most part, it's 160 days of me watching it on the second TV and falling asleep in the seventh inning. Do you fall asleep in the seventh? <laughs> I won't make it past 10 o'clock. Wow. Unless hockey's on. I remember this time last year when baseball started. I put the game on and just goes, what are you doing? <laughs> I go, the Indians are good again. We're watching them. She goes, oh, God, no. <laughs> <clears throat> um, all right, so that does it for – Can ep- you do signs like that? Not clear, but yeah. Not are those with the clear, just stickers? But, yeah, probably. Or it's a vinyl It's a vinyl print on the glass. Clear? Yeah, it's um, – it's a sticky vinyl, so it just wow. sticks to that. But yeah, I mean, very interesting. I do like how soccer does it clear. Sometimes, sometimes they do the long boards. Oh, yeah, um, um, we do those. You know it. Nice. Um, all right, so that does it for episode thirty-four. Um, Mike and I will be back. I know your schedule is a little different now. Do you want to try and do this Monday and Tuesday, or? You know, Probably either, um, well, uh, with track season starting, my Tuesdays will be tied up for a little while. Okay. Um, there will be some Tuesdays, uh, probably Thursdays will end up being a better day for me. That's fine. Cool. Um, as long as the pens aren't on. And then, and then the, and then the Mondays. Oh, that's always the hard part about that May 5th, that May 5th date. Just hope the Penguins are on Friday, Sunday, not Saturday, Monday. <laughs> well, you know, I'll be there regardless. I'll just have the earphones in yes. listening to the game. And I'll be screaming on the microphone, <laughs> Goal! Goal!
Uh, all right. So, um, tell your friends. Subscribe to us on iTunes, on Podbean, on Google Play. Um, just there for Scott Patton. Um, friends and me. You can find us on Facebook, Barman and Bevo Podcast, Michael Barman, Michael Vandera. You can find us on Twitter, Barman and Bevo Pod, um, or at, oh, excuse me, at Barman and Bevo Pod. You can find Mr. Barman at underscore Coach Barman. You can find me at, un, uh, at Bevo8771. Um... I think I got us an Instagram account today. I'm not sure. It popped up because it's your Instagram picture. Is I couldn't figure it out. Like you're like in a, yeah, but a I, maroon like sweater. Uh, sweater. It's from Christmas a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, I tried. I tried setting it up. I don't know if it worked or not. Um, I did post our logo on there, so um, you can find me on. You can if you're friends with me on Facebook, you can find me on Instagram. If you're friends with Barman, you can find him on LinkedIn. <laughs> that's where he likes to send out his birthday messages um, we'll be back in about a week uh, with a new episode Yep. we'll recap uh, the tour of Flanders we'll recap anything else oh we didn't talk about Chris Froome at all anything going on I know it looks like he's not going to be racing in the tour de France they're trying to hold him out no. they're trying to find a reason to get him out no, well, no it, it, what they did what they're doing politically is they're pushing Froome to get something done before the Tour de France. So it's not hanging over the Tour while there's racing going on. So really what the Tour de France said is, is we're happy to have you if you're, if you're clean, uh, if you're, if you're voted, if you're, if, if, if you can get away with what you did. Uh, otherwise, if this is still pending, you are not racing with a pending, with a pending drug, uh, possible, uh, so unlike Contador's, unlike Contador's positive, Froome's results, even when he's racing, will stand. Right. Because because the, the, the legally it is just a little bit different. All right. So that does it for episode thirty-four. Um, we'll let you know when we're coming back here. Uh, it's looking like it's going to be about um, a week, a little over a week. I may put, wait to post this tomorrow just to give us a little bit of time um, on the podcast uh, so they're not so close together. Um, thank you for listening. We'll be back in a week, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Just a good old boy Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curves Yeah Flattening the hills Someday the mountain might get them But the law never will Making their way The only way they know how That's just a little bit more
my face on 